Moon Knight episode two came out, and this show, like what you told me in your uh, voice message, is surpassing uh, <laughs> Winter Falcon for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh no, without a doubt, Winter it's definitely Falcon. surpassing Winter, Winter Winter Falcon for me. But uh, no, what I said was that. If it keeps going like this, keeping me interested the entire time, that it might surpass Hawkeye for me because I love Hawkeye. Oh, it was, okay. It was Hawkeye. I know Hawkeye is not like the fan favorite, and I get it. Everyone hey, I'm always, with, I'm with every, you. Every, everyone sucks off WandaVision and Loki. And I get it. It's one WandaVision was the first one, so it makes sense. And then Loki was the one that had, I guess, more potential for the future and shit. Because, you know, with what was going on in the in the show mm-hmm. itself with the whole time change and whatnot. I get it. But for me, that I personally enjoyed I was uh, was Hawkeye. It was just a fun time. Captain Falcon, Winter Soldier. You know, I was back and forth on that one. But for me, Hawkeye was just was just a gem. Because I've always, I've always liked the Hawkeye character because, like, well, not like Cap, but like Black Widow. They're just like normal people, which is, you know, very, very high skill sets. Which I always appreciated more than, you know, someone getting, you know, someone being superpowered or being a god or, you know, gamma radiation, shit like that. It's just, you know, because I feel like everyone, when they always talk about relating to superheroes, I feel like, how do you not relate more to the human ones that have no, that have oh. no abilities? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The ones that are just good because they train their asses off and they're mm-hmm. just like, they hold their own against gods, aliens, robots, and all this shit. So that's why I always, I've, I've always had like a like a soft spot for Hawkeye, and I love the show. Haley Steinfeld was fantastic. It's um, yep, yep, she was. Kate Bishop, right? That was her yes. name. Kate Bishop. Yeah, it's Kate, <laughs> it's Kate Bishop. <laughs> bring it back, in, bring it back, Elena, and the whole New York City aspect of it, and also you know, uh, bringing back Wilson Fisk. I felt like it, I felt like it was a it was a great it was a great addition. Which is how I'm feeling with Moon Knight now, as long as it keeps what it's doing and doesn't try to overplay its cards, I feel like for me it'll be up there for the Marvel shows. This is only this is only the second episode. So yeah. we still got four more to go after this. Oh, it's six? It's not eight? It's eight. No, it's six altogether. Damn. You know, at least this one wasn't so short. It didn't feel so short. No, it felt, felt like it was a good length. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Um, well, I disagree with the Loki part because of the future. I didn't like it because of that. I liked it, like I mentioned before. There's the whole elements that they were to bring the different, you know, dimensions, a little bit of time because they well, I figured, yeah, time. I figured you liked it more because that's the main one you and John were like go balls deep on. It, it, well, for me, it was for time. I love the whole, you know, every time you bring time aspect into a show and you do it in a uh, creative way and, you know, it Obviously, there's always going to be a paradox, but mm-hmm. if you minimize the risk of a paradox, I can enjoy that, and that's why I love Loki. Um, but uh, like Hawkeye was also great, so it's like for me, Loki, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight—they're all fighting for first place, and I don't even want to put tears to it because I love them all equally, and it's like you like children—you <laughs> love them, you love them all the same, just differently. Yeah. So that's how I feel with these shows. And with, but there's something about Moon Knight that each episode, you're, you're telling me enough, but you're not telling me enough. And you're continuing that mystery. And you're giving me lore, which I enjoy. And 
the acting is phenomenal. Um, I'm gonna go again with cinematography, but there's so much like, could it be this? Could it be like, I don't feel like it's oh, is it Mephisto? Like it's not whoever's directing is not giving me a. I can't figure out the plot or the ending by episode two. Like it keeps me on my toes. Like I'm mm. glued to the screen. Yeah. Unlike how other shows, I could kind of figure out already. But this one, it's ah man, I I and the CGI did it way like CGI looked great in this uh this episode. There was a part in that in this episode where it it was one of the it was one of the clips that was released on Twitter, which is a part where Moon Knight, you finally see him in the suit suit. Uh oh, uh, which then suit? The the main the main suit the the armor with a cape. Yes, with okay. the cape. Where you see him like walking towards like the creature, and then he's like pulling it. He pulls out the 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 half crescent moon from his thing. I remember that scene got not leaked on Twitter, but it was reposted on Twitter. And everyone was like, oh, why couldn't they do, um, you know, this practically? Why does it have to be like this CGI goop fest? But it didn't look like a CGI goop fest for me and that for me personally in that scene. And it's like I told you, I remember sending you in the voice on that. I love the way the suit looks. I think it's just I think it's just the hood and the mask that really get me. Like, the hood, the mask and then like, and then, like, like the cape. Yeah, like if With you put Batman, in, if you put Batman in a hood, no, I don't think it will work because 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 of his ears. No, no, not that part. I'm talking about the eyes. You see how his white eyes? Oh, that that Batman too. Yeah, always does that in, in the, you know, it's the animated show. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I like it so much because this you know reminds me of Batman. But even though these are you know different characters, one that, but yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, visually, the, like I said, visually, like yeah, like the, like the suit, what the artist the, can do. Yeah, like the suit and what it looks like, it just looks fantastic, man. I I love it. And then, like I said, you know, the CGI, CGI is not what everyone is cranking, cranking it out to be. How every time everyone talks about Marvel, it's just like, oh, it's just, they just rely so much on CG. It's like, motherfucker, he's a superhero. These are superheroes. Comic book characters. You gotta have some CG. Not everything's 100% practical. Like, I think you even said last time, it's like, in most superhero movies, their capes are not practical. Yeah. Capes are usually CGI because... They can control the way it looks. Marvel, DC, and that's I think that's the only CGI for Moon Knight was the um his cape. Maybe the eyes part, because I mean, how are you gonna do that? But besides that, I think just a cape in his uh his eyes. Besides mm-hmm. the whole crescent thing in his chest, but that's that's what happened in um Suicide Squad. His whole suit. Kill shot, dead shot, blood shot, whatever his name was. Ildris Elvin. His entire suit. Oh, I think it was de- was it dead shot? I think his name was De- or Bloodsport or Bloodshot. I think you got it right, Bloodsport. I think it was, it was Bloodsport or some something, but I know you don't. But his whole suit was CGI, and it was done in a great way. And nobody, um, yes, it is a movie, but it's different. But it looked great, and nobody complained, and it looked pretty practical. You know, it's like they had that start off as CGI and became practical. So, you know, he's he's just, it's just one little action from his chest. So I don't know what people complaining about. You know, it's like people want to nitpick for small things when the whole grand picture of it is like, that's about, like, no one's complaining about Spider-Man that his whole suit is always CGI and it always looks bad, especially around the neck area. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, for a TV show and TV budget and what it's trying to accomplish, especially with CGI intensive, a jackal, um, uh, what's this guy? Koshu. Konshu. Konshu. You have to put the budget for that, and it looked really good. Yeah, 
What I didn't even know about Kanchu was that I've always known like the head floats from the body, but you can see underneath the head, there's like some string things that, yeah, I think it's either the hairs or something that looks like it's, it's what's connecting to the rest of the body or whatever. It's just, it looks great, man. Oh my God. I don't know know why everyone's crying. It's interesting because, um, what's this guy's name? Uh, Ethan Hawke. I can't remember the guy's name in the show for some reason. I can't remember his name. Bro, I, his... I even know they. I don't think even they gave him a name in the show. But I think Ethan Hawke has. Is it? Are you sure they didn't give him a name? Probably. I don't know. Uh, I like that he used to be the Avatar for Koshu before. Obviously, mm. he probably did something bad that he's not telling everybody, which is like why another god came through and was like, "Oh, you could be my Avatar." Arthur. I, or Arthur, yes. Yeah. It, like that whole scene when he meets um Jesus, why I can't forget his name. Steven Steven Grant from the gift shop. When he <laughs> meets him, tries to talk to him, he's like, Oh, is he telling you this? Oh, he can't control you here. He can't do this. I'm like, damn, how does he know the exact words he's telling him? And it's like, you have to believe in a way that what he's saying could be right. He's saying the exact words the guy would have uh, what, what, what Koshu is. Uh, Konch- Damn, what's his name again, Kenny? Konshu. Konshu you almost had it on the second time. Konshu is saying, and it gives you a little sense of that, like, damn, maybe his, ju- like, maybe his justice is right. Until he reveals his true justice. Like, oh, yeah, we kill you before it ever happens. Like, some minority report type of shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like it when it's opposition, uh, like opposition of that. Like they both avatars, so to speak, but it's two different gods fighting against each other. And there's a lot of other gods too. And when I was doing a little research on it last night, and I don't know, it, it just it's sparking my bubble. Like shit, were they there before? What happened with Thanos? You know who created them? Like like we talked about in the last episode. Like I'm still asking these questions. Now mm-hmm. I know it's a true god. Like in, in the show, you know, it's not in his mind. I mean, we it still could. <laughs> my bad. Who can't you? No, 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 I'm talking about um, um, Mark and Stephen, because even mm. with this episode, yeah. like I already know Stephen did not kill anybody in the archae- archaeologist site, but I do like I have to wonder who's the real person. Is it Mark or is it Stephen? Because I feel like Stephen is is his alter ego that he created later on. I don't think Stephen has a whole um. Like I don't think that's the real person, so to speak. Like he was. Born like you think St- Stephen, if anything, is like the well, Mark is the sleeper cell, and Stephen is just the um. No, other way like around. Like you said, the character that he created. No, well, Mark, Mark, Mark is the sleeper cell. No, I wouldn't say Mark is a sleeper cell because isn't like sleeper cells like you're activated years later, like um, like Black maybe not Widows? activated. Well, is it activated years later, or is it just like um a pass you're trying to put away? Okay, are you referring to sleeper cell like um? Angelina Jolie and Salt, that she thought she had her whole life. And she's like, no. That's how I'm referring it to, yeah. Because her thing didn't get activated until something happened, but it wasn't purposely, though. Or so was it? You're, uh, yeah, a uh, stream of events. Ha- I don't, th- that movie still confuses me because I don't know. Was she always understanding she was Russian? Like she had a mission from day one? Or mm-hmm. the chain of events made her brain remember that she is a secret agent? Or a triple agent, double agent, because at the end she became like a triple, quadruple agent. So, you know, her whole shit was to start rushing 
World War Three, and then she's like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to save the Beatles because you killed my husband type of shit. Yeah. But, like, for me, Angelina Jolie, the Russian who started the whole life, like, that's her, her, her origin story. That is Mark for me. And um, Stephen would be the the personality she created at, he created afterwards. Obviously in Salt, that she, that's a little bit different, but in this one, it's very intense that he doesn't remember anything. He had a whole past, you know, he has a whole past that he was like, oh no, I was born here and, and et cetera. I live in this flat. This is my job. You know, I've been doing this for the last 30 years. We're, we're probably going to find out that Mark is the true, like in my opinion, Mark is the true person. Yeah. Steven, Steven is something created from the scarab or the contract that they have. That's what how I see it. I'm done. <laughs> no, that, that would make sense. Because I was thinking also, like, you know, because if it's it's almost like um Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from Total Recall. Because you know, he created <clears throat> he created the character because he was a CIA agent or whatever that was just put in hiding, but and uh the people that were against him would put people purposely into his life just to watch him. At no point, I guess, he was supposed to be activated, but then one day he was, and then next you find, then he finds out, like, yeah, you know, I think his name was John Travers or some shit. You know, he's this guy with the fucking, that had that left videos for himself, that left a briefcase for himself with money and guns and whatnot, so. It's like Paycheck with Ben Affleck. That too. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But I think that's di- that's different, though. Because Paycheck with Ben Affleck, he um he built something that led that allowed him to see the future, ah, okay, and then okay. he set stuff for himself. So he wasn't yes. like a sleeper agent per se, but he was able to see the future, but he wasn't able to remember. Okay. But his future self left him, you know, all these clues and shit. God, such an underrated movie, Paycheck. Yes, man. it was on. It so, was on YouTube so It was so on good. YouTube for free, and I was so like, good. "Thank you, YouTube. I'm watching <laughs> yeah. this." Ben Affleck, oh. another uh, I. Take away Batman, underrated, uh, underrated rapper. <laughs> In what world? <laughs> In this world, nah, Ben Affleck is you know people just remember the town. It's like, oh yeah, that's who he's great for. And then Gone Girl. Like, well, because thing is that I think the town was like his his um his comeback. breaking out of being a director and becoming back as an actor. Yeah, pretty much because the town. Well, I think the town was directed, and you know, and he started, and obviously, but I think that was his. Um, I'm not sure which one was first. I'm not sure if the town was first or if Argo the town was first. was first. And then with the success of the town, came okay, there Gone you go. Girl. Because I remember, like everyone was like, "Oh shit!" That's what gave Gone Girl that um, "Oh shit, Ben Affleck can uh, can act and he can mm-hmm. direct." Like we knew he can screenwrite, but can he screenwrite alone? Like, is it him alone or is him and Matt Damon? Because you know, uh, they did Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, yeah, yeah. Which is actually, I like their story. You know, they were 19 year olds in the college dorm. And they just wrote a script. They sent it out, and somebody actually picked it up. I'm like, holy shit, we're doing a big Hollywood movie, you know. Even though they acted before, but you know, that really but that's what there. that's pretty much what got them the Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I don't. That movie's not underrated, but it's not talked about enough. You know the. I think because it's been talked about too much back then. If anything, okay, people but- nowadays should see it so you know they can understand like why these guys won the academy award back then yeah 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 but that you know like it was talked about a lot it was forgotten about and it should be like people who love movies or 
people who want to get into it, you should start seeing things from the past. It doesn't always have to be Marvel movies like uh, Scorsese's always be complaining about, like, oh, every movie is just a superhero movie. <laughs> I, I get I get his point. I do get it because it lacks originality, and that's all that's only on box office right now. Yeah, again, but... no one's really making movies, and no one's really having anything fresh and original. Just retaking shit and making a new reboot, you know, or using the same element, just changing the character names or the location, or maybe a little bit tropes. So I do get his point. But, you know, when these old cats make something new, they think that because of their name, they can do anything like The Irishman. Like, that's a long-ass movie. Like, it was great, but it was it was long. You know, like, it was a... Uh... Who the fuck's gonna watch a four-hour movie? I know, I know he's so... I, I didn't watch Justice League straight through, so I... I was gonna I say, I, I mean, there was, I saw Justice League straight through, but nah, Irishman, I was trudging through it. It's was, it wasn't even four hours. Like, three and a half. Nah, fucking long. But even still, three and a half, I'm fucking trudging through it like, oh, God, like, this shit gotta end. Listen, most three-hour movies, it's usually give or take with me. Like, I really have to be into it to watch the whole thing. Like, you know, like King Kong, uh, Return, Return of the King, uh, that, Titanic. That, that's different. That's different, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Those two are also what? different. Okay. Um, Titanic and um, Return of the King. I can watch that because it never feels like a dull moment. You're always adding on to character development. Um, you're keeping the people engaged. There's nothing really dull that I can sit down and like, oh, man, can I just skip this part? You know? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, feel- I, never, I, never, I never felt like that watching those three-hour movies. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I miss her. No, I know they're not. No, I don't mean to put them in the same category as like trudging through Irishman. That's Got what I'm it. saying. You know, I, I. That's why I said and that. The Batman too. Would that be in your list? Yeah, of course. No, I'm asking. I, no, no, I know, but it's new. It's a three-hour movie. You never mentioned Actually, that. Though. Come on, I'm, I'm a fucking Batman suckfest over here. Of course, it's just gonna be on my <laughs> list, without a doubt. But no, but like I said, to, to read it, what I was saying, it's just that, you know, most, if I hear a movie's three hours, I'm already thinking like, all right, like I, I really got to be into it to see it. But like I said, you have some that are like, you know, like I said, Return of the King, King Kong, Titanic, that those three hours fly by. Like you're into it the entire thing. At least for me, they fly by, especially King Kong. Because I remember first time seeing it, the one thing King Kong, when it, before the movie even came out, when it was rumored to come out, the first thing that was always in everyone's mind is like, oh, this thing's gonna be three hours long. Like that was like the, that was like the big shit that it's gonna be mm-hmm. three hours. And it was my first ever time watching a three-hour movie in the movie theater. And I was hooked from the beginning. For me, my first one was coincidentally Return of the King. It was? Yeah. And I saw it twice. What's crazy is that I saw those movies out of order with seeing the third <laughs> one first. And then the first one bootleg, and then I saw the second one. Well, I saw them shits on TNT on <laughs> repeat all the time. Yeah, it was. And those were four-hour movies because of commercials, and I was sitting. Was that? And then, God forbid, if you—I mean, God help you—if you watch the extended versions, which are not bad. You know, it's it's all inf- it's all informative stuff. You know, it's it's you know, it's, it's it meshes in well yeah. with or without it. It's good. Yep. It's it's very rare you get a movie that's good regular. And also the extended version, especially when they're that long. You know, I can't speak for B, you know BVS, but the extended version was way better than the original version. Of course, and the extended course, version I think is almost three hours. It's the same thing with Watchmen. 
Everyone always talked about the Ooh, ultimate director's cut. I can watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to watching the original one, which I remember falling asleep in a the movie theater when I first saw it. Yeah, me too. But, but then I'm glad though. I gave yeah. Yeah, same, same here. But I'm glad I gave it another try. And I was like, okay, yeah, this this is really good. And then I saw the extended cut, and I was like, okay, this is way better. I kind of like that Zack Snyder. Snyder because he wasn't all up into his, his own shit because he, he was only riding off the success of uh, 300. I know Dawn of Dead came out before 300, right? Was Dawn, Dawn of Dead came out before 300, but 300 is really kind of like what you said last time. That's really what like blew him up. Yeah, so um, Watchmen, he was like, okay, I have some I have some cred, some street cred, so I can make mm. a good movie. You know, I can do what I want, but let me not make it to the level of of uh, Justice League, his cut, four hours long. You know, he was like, let me just see what I can do and tell a great story. And it was also good. He had source uh, source material. Yeah. So that movie was great. But I'm, what I'm saying is like, he he didn't go too crazy on uh, thematic elements. Uh, you know, he did his you know little Easter eggs in the back with the music and the slow mo, certain camera angles to show. Um, you know, to advance the plot, but it wasn't to a level like just like like that whole scene when Bruce and Aquaman or Arthur Curry, whatever they did, you know, he leaves the first time and you got people singing in the background. That's definitely Snyder just smelling his own shit because he's like, oh, yeah, because when people did like a breakdown, they were like, oh, you know, they're singing this song, which means X, Y, and Z. You know, they're separating Aquaman waters. Like, no one's gonna really think about these things. No one's going to really try to. like, And even if they did find out they knew, it doesn't make anything. You already made the point we wanted to make. Aquaman is their savior. Just people standing there is more than enough. You could have just cut that entire scene off. So what I was, you know, what I was saying is like, imagine that scene times 40. And that's why it was probably so long. And he's like, I can do what the fuck I want, you know? Um, but going back to Moon Knight. Wait, wait, wait. Before Moon Knight, just quick. Are you... Star Wars? Yes or no? Star Wars fan or nah? Or... I, I enjoy it. I want to call myself a fan that knows every single intimate detail about nah, Star but Wars. Movie, but movie I, wise, I know some movie shit. Wise. No, no. I, I enjoyed. Asking... I enjoyed the new trilogy and the the prequel. first, the prequel trilogy. But the old ones, like four through six, is that it's, it's so old school. I can't really get into it like that. I'm just mentioning because remember in Clerks, they were like, oh. Lord of the Rings won all these awards. <laughs> your, your boy Tori Lucas can't yeah. get one nomination. And I'm just like, so I was going to ask you, because, you know, you watch movies as well, mm-hmm. which one would be, but I don't think you have that uh that fight between each two. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. I mean, just to pick one off the bat, definitely the fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I'd yeah. watch that over... Phantom Menace any day. Phantom Menace, I'm watching clips. Like, I, like I'm like i watching the final fight scene with uh, Darth Maul against Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. You know? Yeah. I'm watching that, but I'm not watching the movie in its entirety. Part mm-hmm. two, I, what's crazy is that in Attack of the Clones, I don't remember any standout. Maybe Yoda fighting, um... Um, Yoda finding this dude, uh, Darth Count Dooku. No, no, it was Don- Count Dooku. That was part three. So. Yeah, Yoda finding Count Dooku. You know, him flipping around and all that shit. I remember the theater fucking cheering. Yo, that remember, part. yo my, my dad took yeah. me to that movie. And it was like, I'm like, uh, it's a green guy. Bro, I'll, I'll never, like, I I'll know, never forget the... it. I'll never forget that experience. Yeah, People yeah. cheering like crazy. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Just but that's pretty much the only thing that really stands out in part two. In part three, part three is definitely like the better one out of, out of those two. 
Because, you know, you got the emotional fight with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, Anakin killing Dooku. And then you see, like, little hints of, like, the dark side in Annie. Killing Mace Windu, all this shit. Like, it was it was way better than the first two did. <laughs> Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Moon Knight, though. I mean, they should know we're talking about Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the memes that come out from it, though. <laughs> nah, they're never going to stop. Especially now with the Obi-Wan show coming out and oh. him supposedly reprising his role as Vader. Let's hope it's good. Let's hope it's good. Um, going back to Moonlight. Um, like I said, I like that not give. They're giving enough, but not too much, because like they gave a lot of backstory about the contract, a little bit what it's like. I brought you back to life. You know, you you're doing my justice, and I'm now when you're done, I have to go to somebody else. And then Arthur's like, "You're never gonna be done until it's done," and I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Like this episode was pretty fast paced. You know. What was it? When he fought, when Mr. Knight came out, you know, with the nice suit and everything. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was going to end after he fought, like, after he killed the sand thing. And I was like, oh, this kind of feels like part one. But then when they added the, the whole conversation, because, you know, like, when you're watching it on Disney+, Plus, even though it's, like, 20 minutes left, that could be 20 minutes of credits. Which is wild, but, yeah. So I was like, oh, this shit's going to end. And then when it's not like most more, shows where you see there's like a good amount of time. And it's like, oh, they still got, they, they can still do mad shit. Mm-hmm, but no, mm-hmm. if Disney, it ends, you know, those credits, they're not short. Yeah. They put their time into those credits. And then, you know, the promos at the end. And then that's it. Yeah, that's like, just like that. Yeah, like Mando, it was like an hour, hour shit. And then I look, it was only a 20 minute show. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, you're exaggerating, minutes? obviously, it, but yeah. No, I don't, I really felt like one episode was like that. But anyway. Fuck <laughs> no, you eat an hour runtime but supposedly 20 minutes? Hell no. Okay. If anything, probably 47 50, minutes. 20 minute correct. Yeah, there you go. That makes that makes more sense. Still 20 minute 20 minute show episode. Still. It's uh, not long enough. Well, um yeah. That whole but no, like, but like you said, I'm glad they got into the backstory of Mark and uh, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. We got a little bit more about Tanchu. You know, we have Mark and Steven talking on like a regular, you know human to human not human to human level but him being like you know i can help you out of this this is what i'm doing yeah like you know don't you know don't get this girl in trouble because you know the mark character he's married to this layla character and suppose you know they're going through their whole their whole thing so she's included now and what i'm wondering is like why kanchu wants layla so bad yeah which is why i want to know i want to know why he wants her as like the new uh the new avatar whatever so Hopefully they explore that in the next few episodes, but I'm sure they will. Because, like I said, they I feel like they gave me what I wanted to see in this one, which was Moon Knight. Obviously, yep. I didn't think we were gonna get what was the other one, Mister Mr. Mr. Knight, Mister Knight, Mister Knight. Uh, yeah, I didn't know we were gonna get Mister Knight in this. I could have sworn it was gonna be a completely different character too. When you mm-hmm. see him in the promo, like some suave James Bond almost looking type shit. type of shit. Yeah, but then it's just like it's just Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless we find out later on that Mark can turn into Mister Knight too, but like I said, we'll we'll see later on. That's what I feel. I feel they I feel like their personalities are gonna blend and they're gonna become one person. And probably, yeah. You know, I don't think it's gonna be too like because he, I don't I don't think I don't think Steven can run the Moon Knight um, armor body. I don't think he'd be able to run that. Well, think about it. Maybe he can. He just don't mm. know because. 
they like Layla and everybody else is saying suit up, suit up. You know, you think mm-hmm. oh shit, let me put my shit on, you know. But Mark, so- when when they when Mark was like, yo, suit up, suit up, get your suit, you're gonna die when he was falling. The first thing he thought about, he manifested was a regular suit, suit and tie, you know, a whole three piece suit with the the whole shit, you know, the, the sweater vest or whatever. Mm. So that was Mark's perception of a suit. I mean, uh, Steven. But if Steven's like, oh, that's what you mean, a suit? He he can probably do it. It's just, I think it's just imagination. Like you can. So you think that's you, you think that's how it works? Because then I was wondering about that too. I'm just like, so if that's just what he thought of, and which means I guess that suit could literally just be anything. It could look like anything if that's just what he's manifesting as a suit, you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Unless that's like an actual thing, you know. That's what I thought because, or maybe, Conchu uh, was like, "Yeah, this is. I'm going to give you powers. This is how your suit's supposed to look." And then Steven's making it even more. He's uh he's uh enhancing it or he's you know evolving it because his mind is like, "Oh shit, I can do something else." I feel like, yes, he has a contract with Conchu, and with all Marvel shows like. We're going to get stuck with Oscar Isaac. They're not going to show us something. Like, they're not going to give us Layla and then she's going to be in Avengers. We're going to give us Oscar because he's a druid. Yeah, because imagine they give, they give us Layla. They give us Layla as Moon Knight instead of Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight later on. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, people are drawn into him, not to her. No matter how great the story is going to be, it's. They're going to want to see that. But I feel like he's going to end up controlling. Like, he's going to turn the contract in his favor. They're going to blend, and the suit is also going to be whatever they want it to be. Like, it might even evolve. Because I think in the trailer, that at one point, the, the suit in the back has arms and shit. Like, it should be able to move. It has its own mind. Well, his mind using it. I feel like I saw that in some trailer. Because the suit, the cape part, has strands. You know, like mummies, they have little wraps and shit. So, mm-hmm. if he's a mummy, he should be able to use those wraps as well as a defensive or, or offensive uh, Maybe. Uh, capability. capability. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to blend and create something new. And I like that, you know, now we're in Egypt. We're going to get more backstory. We're getting to the yeah. source, you know, and they should show us another God. I think that's going to happen soon. Like, Amet is the, av- is the God and Arthur is the Avatar. And I feel like, obviously, we're going to get a battle with them too. But if we don't, that would subvert expectations. Yeah, because, you know, Marvel doing its usual thing where the hero has to fight himself, but just the evil version of it or some shit. Oh, that'd, be fucking, that'd be dumb. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm going to say a prediction. Episode 5 is going to be entirely a back... Uh, what do you call that? When you go back in time? Basically a past episode. It's going to explain everything. Episode. If it's six episodes... Oh, one of those five, episodes. Oh, yeah. Was that penultimate? Go That's what they call it? Penultimate? I believe no, not penultimate. If anything, they call it not even a flashback. It's just no, um, no, no, no. Penultimate. I mean, like that's the last episode, like the episode before last. So like episode five, because like well, I don't know because remember in Game of Thrones time they were called episode eight the penultimate, but that's because episode eight prior to nine and ten, episode eight there was always like the war. Yeah, I, I know pen penta is I think it's, it means eight. I don't know if it's in Latin or some shit, but penta is eight. So I, I thought they were also, also using that as another way of saying, like, oh, before the last... I mean, it's possible they could use it as that, too. It's the same thing, but most likely, probably, you know, in that sense. The only reason why I mentioned that that's a past episode, because a lot of TV shows have been doing that now, 
Because like when the plot is at the end of the climax and it gets real good and you're like, oh shit, I got two episodes left and then you find, oh, I got to go back. Because Stranger Things did that for two seasons. Um, which I, it was great, but it was annoying. I think Sabrina. <laughs> when on they, when did the, that. the one, the one episode everyone hates when um, she Eleven meets whole... her cousin or some shit. That was <laughs> yeah. That she's was... like all grunge and whatnot. Yo, people hate that fucking episode. I hate it because of the timing and and, and the pacing. You you don't do that. Like we're we're expecting Eleven, and then you say, oh, let me give her some back. And on top of that, that backstory did nothing. It didn't do shit because we don't see these people no more. Exactly. All they, they, don't even oh, get, they, don't even, they didn't even get mentioned in season after. We just find out there's more people out there. That's all we found out. Eleven really doesn't, her powers don't get better. She's just like, oh, there's other people like me. Maybe I'm a little bit stronger in pushing things, but that's about it. I mean, if anything, what? Was that, was that episode meant to like help her realize and fix her relationship thing with Hopper? Oh, like, oh, if you keep taking this bad path, this dark path, you're going to be like... These Could be, yeah. Maybe that's what she was seeing. Because I remember, I remember distinctly the next episode coming in the, after that one was when they were all in the, they were all in Will's house. And then she came in, or maybe they were in the cabin, and then she came out of nowhere. She was still wearing the grungy look. Yeah, you're right. She saved them from the right? demon dogs. Some, something, something like... Okay, demon I think dogs. it was against demon dogs. So some, something yeah. of that no, sort. No, it was a dog. Yeah, it was just... It was just something like that. It was just uh, it, a useless episode. Yeah. And you're right that most TV shows do that because I feel like Snowfall did that in yesterday's episode where some plot was forwarded where, you know, shit was going down. But then a lot of it was just like just nonsense and just like internalizing shit where you got Franklin hallucinating about past stuff. And it's just like, yeah, we know. Like, we know he feels good about this shit. Why do we got to hear him talk about it? Exactly. It's just, it's like you said, it's just one of those, uh, what do they call it? Filler episodes or some shit. Yeah, filler background episodes just to. Yeah, just so, just, yeah, so, just so they could do like, you know, their full 10 episode run or whatever many episodes they want to do, but they want, they had planned. Which is, uh, uh, which is why, uh, it's a great thing and it's a bad thing because you think 10 episodes, plot goes straight to the end. I don't have to worry about all this filler stuff, but then they always find a way to do it. Somehow. So if this, if Moon Knight is six episodes, there should be no filler. There should be no excuse. You get to the plot. Get to mm-hmm. the ending. You shouldn't be giving me a subplot of like, oh, yeah, Mark and his mom, which we find out like, oh, she's alive. And <laughs> you, know, you guys are still talking. You guys don't talk to each other. I'm just like, you know what? Now I don't even care about that that part anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless it's adding on to his character. And if you are going to mention that, give me like 10 minutes and then leave it alone. Like you can do some deposition, uh, exposition of Layla explaining exactly what happened. Or Mark explaining to Steven, like, this is what happened, you know. And that's it. You don't have to show me what happened. Whatever, why they stopped talking to, show, to each other. You don't have to. And I feel yeah. like they might do that in episode five. <laughs> Potential. But then it could potentially happen. But uh, moving on from that, we actually wanted to do something before that we talked about. You want to do this. Remember that. Yeah, but you got happy too. So, you know, I don't want to hear what? Like I was saying, I just forgot. <laughs> you was excited too about doing this 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 topic. So don't make it seem not, not, not more than you were. Well, because well, you were a movie buff. You'd be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know movies, man. I know all this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no movies, but I always feel like talking about them doesn't translate well to like audio and shit. 
No, nah, that's true. That that is true. You you have to kind of like show clip in the background. Yeah, because you want to show like the clip you're talking about. You want to show the scene that you're specifically talking about and shit. Because you want you want you want people to know what's going on. What not? Like, you're not, not talking to, out of your ass. Well, not to drag it on because you're gonna be here saying like five or seven. You know what you have of your favorites, I guess. I hope it's not the same I mean, as mine. I'll be tight. <laughs> I, I highly doubt it because I I feel like the direction. I'm gonna take a wild guess here. Direction that you went. Was more like, um, not um, what's that word? Like very, like very. I feel like you went very pretentious with your with your options. Nah, nah, I wasn't that pretentious. Even though I had a pretentious list, but no one's gonna remember mm-hmm. that list. So I went a little more mainstream. <laughs> mainstream, but I, even though you're going mainstream, I really don't think you're gonna pick the two that I picked. Okay. Because, like I said, I have a feeling. Even if you're going mainstream, I still feel like. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. So yeah, 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 we'll see, we'll see. So I'll reveal <laughs> one, you reveal one, I reveal the other, and you reveal the other, and then we talk about it. Okay. So one that I picked was the um, um the opening scene in Aquaman, where she's fighting in the living room against the people, and that they're trying was, to like oh, come back and capture her. Did not know that was one take. You know that was a one take. Oh. They must have did a great job of moving the camera angles and stuff like That's that. That's James Wan for you, baby. Like Malignant. That was a one take, even though it wasn't long, but that was a one take, you know? Now that you said it, that was my second choice. Ah, uh, so both James Wan. <laughs> both James Wans. Listen, I feel like those two scenes do not get talked about enough. So that, those, those, those are my picks. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So my scenes were Old Boy. I fucking knew it. Oh, I fucking knew it. It's, Jesus I, I, Christ. I, I didn't want to be... You're such an anime homo. I knew you were going to pick that it's one. It's not even anime. It's I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, okay, so forget that. The one I've no, mentioned you... It's fine. You already picked it. You already picked it. And the one from, I believe, is uh, the Protector. Or um, uh, Protector Umbak, when he's going up the steps. No, the... the yeah, the, the, the Protector. I could have been here and said Daredevil and shit like that. I could have said... Because um... Daredevil's good. Even though Daredevil's mainstream, I feel like Daredevil's always like the typical, the typical pick. I could have said Creed. Because niggas, because niggas act like they've never seen a one-shot take before, and it was like the first time seeing it was Daredevil. That's why everyone always picks Daredevil. It's great, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like th- there's so many more that's good out there. Creed is another fantastic one, too, that doesn't get spoken about enough either. Yep, 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 Creed. Uh, and I, when I saw it, I was like, damn, how are they doing this? Like, I, I still, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, that, I that think camera they, must that, have been the ring. It has to be because they ring. they definitely because they went I think it was like either four or three rounds, but the with the camera uncut going to Adonis going to the fight the person yes. he was fighting he's getting hit and, you know face. you get you get you're getting a wide shot you're getting a close up shot it's, it's it's fantastic when you see how they did it I don't remember exactly how but I remember being amazed when I saw the making up on that one but but, then but uh, I still cannot believe you don't remember the one from Aquaman. Did you see Aquaman? No, no, I remember it now. I just couldn't like when you. I remember that first scene when the mother was fighting when they were coming to. Um, that's the scene you're referring to, right? When they were coming to get her. Yeah, they were coming to get her. Yeah, if you can't look it up real quick and watch it. No, okay, okay, but I, I, I didn't. I wanted to use scenes of movies that I saw because there's like I could have said 1917, but I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'm not gonna mention that. You haven't seen 1917? Not because I don't like it, just. Never like found a time like let me press play. Like I just seen Blade Runner, um, uh, twenty forty nine. Yeah, and it's been on my list for a long time. And just one day I said, "Fuck it, let me just press." And I watched it. And okay. I, I loved that movie. I thought it was great. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's the hate of it. You know, there's no I, hate. I, there's no hate in the movie. 
It's just, it just didn't it just didn't make the money that you know the studios wanted it to make. But that's the problem. He made art. He didn't make a blockbuster movie. Studio doesn't you know studio doesn't give a shit about art. But the good thing is that that director still gets work. Yeah, and, you know, and Ryan Gosling still gets work. So yeah, that that that's the important part at the end of the day. I don't give a fuck if these studios don't make the money. They no, got I, enough. I that's so when I saw that and you know not to continue, but it, it made me like really loved uh, Denny's. Ventura, his his Then yeah, I was like, oh my god, that was, oh, it was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. Like, I, yeah. And that's why I do. And I was like, I and because I saw Dune first, and then I saw that, I can see what he translated into Dune. The horn, that horn move, horn thing he did. Yeah. The scale of shit, even though that's a common trope from his, but all of that it was like, I can see it. You know. But, yeah, it was um, great. I'll, I'll watch that right now. <laughs> the Aquaman shit. It's crazy. So as you watch it, I'm going to explain why these were my picks. So two, the, the main reasons was obviously these both scenes don't get... Maybe Malignant gets more love because it's a more recent movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that scene is spoken about. But I feel like barely anyone talks about the Aquaman thing because it happened so, such, so, so early on in the movie that I think if you got there late and you missed the first 15 minutes, you didn't see it. So... I feel like that's probably why it's not spoken about like that, but you know, same director for both these scenes that I'm talking about. The way James Wan just moves the camera throughout the room instead of just like doing what most directors do, which is not a bad thing, but they do like the whole slow creep up and then they're just going along with what's going on. They stop there, let it linger as like the choreography is still going on and then they continue moving forward. The way Wan does it, Fucking guys going to the corner of each room. He's like fucking sweeping through people's legs, going above and whatnot, like flipping along with shit. And it's just, it's so it's so filled with kinetic energy that that shit just gets you hyped, like it's on some Mission Impossible shit. And so when he brought that to Malignant, which was completely out of nowhere when that when that fucking scene happened, I was just like, yo, this reminded me so much of the Aquaman thing. And then that's, you know, when I did my research, I was like, oh, shit, the guy that directed Malignant, same one that directed Aquaman, which makes sense, because like I said, camera work in both those scenes, damn near identical, same kinetic type of energy, and it's just like, go, 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 go. And that's my main reason for having those, um, those two scenes for as, uh, as my one-take picks. So you kind of hit both of the nails. I guess mine was more martial arts, so to speak. I, for well, me- what, martial arts or choreography? Well, it was a choreography. Because well, they all have great show. choreography at the end of the day. Um, so I'm trying to find, I'm trying to, I, I can't believe I can't remember exactly. It was still, it was a protector. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the protector. I Wait, he has like, say, the, the, yeah. the, the elephant shit, right? Yeah. So why I loved both of those, like I, I saw what you was referring to when it came to James Wan. Like mm-hmm. I can, in that scene, he utilized the four corners of the, the room. Yeah, even and the way he, he moves it. He he did some weird shit like you know he's on the ground level then he's on top I don't know how they did that and it's pretty cool and he's like on the roof and he's mm-hmm. going back down but he's he just if you really think about it, he's just going in the four corners he's not yeah going in the he utilizes whatever, his space yeah with CGI and there's some practical to it oh no yeah there's definitely there's definitely CGI in it. that's like yeah. you know without without doubt there's CGI in it but it's also you know practical as well so I like the protector and I go to um, um the Old boy. Old boy later. It's because watching that, like, it took him, like, I don't know, like, I think it was 40 tries or some shit. 
but everything had to be right. And these they had to break tables over and over. Like there was nothing CGI. Everything was choreographed. The amount of endurance to keep going up these steps to fight and get everything right and to pull punches and to fake punches because some people got actually hit because it's like mm-hmm. like with Jackie Chan and his crew they hit each other very small but they do hit each other to make it uh uh seem uh, live. What is that camera like? And like this movie came out like what oh four or some shit. It's so, definitely like uh, I think early two thousand yeah. movie. So it's like to see that going up the steps. People was fall like the the risk. There was one. One of the guys fell off and landed on the table. On, on like he fell off the railings, fall all the way down, mm-hmm. and to keep doing it over and over and over. And then, and this is an Indonesian film. For someone to think like that and to do these things in the same way, old boy. I don't think it's old English. Uh, I think it's Japanese. But to do that takes. It's not thought about. Like, you know, you mentioned both of those. <laughs> I think one is Asian, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, those, yeah, are, I think you know, those are recent movies with a big budget. These don't have budget. So they making they making what they can do with what they got. And they made a great piece of choreography. Mm-hmm. And that's for me what I enjoyed more. Like you can give me like I like nineteen uh, um nineteen seventeen was great because you know, you have to time the bombs. Everyone's running. You can't say it was great because you've never seen it. I saw that scene, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the movie, I don't know about the movie, but the scene was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then people was running into him. That was, un- like, that's unscripted. That adds on to it when you find it at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's just a guy running straight. Granted, yes, a lot of choreography to that. But it's just running straight. This you're fighting, and then the old boy. It's one camera angle, and it's like it's straight across, and yeah. so visceral, so raw. It's just like I mean, the story is fucked up too, old boy. So I guess it added on to it for me. But I I like those grounded shit. You know, it it feels relatable. It feels like you know, like I can do it. I'm not I'm gonna do it, but you know what I mean. Like it, it doesn't feel. I can't do a fucking delete did in Aquaman. You know, yeah. So, no, that's that's for me though. Like those two, because like there was another one. I'm trying to find. I haven't been able to find it, but it was like a hundred, a hundred minutes, because it was a hundred minutes of a one take. It was one of these old movies, like a, a Victorian and British Victorian style, but a hundred minutes. It was like, it was a very. That's how long you record. That's how long that's how long it was recorded. It was an astronomical fucking one take shit, and it it, it was. I, I know, I know, maybe not a hundred, but it was so long. You like how the it wasn't like twenty minutes. It was a long time, and it was one take. So the amount of choreography to do that to get your lines right, because if it was wrong, they got to do it over again. It, it it I don't know, man. It was. I'll I'll find that. I'm still trying to, but I find like. It's just more me appreciating the art, the craft of people. Yeah. Like, you know what? Let me do a one take type of shit. And let me just do what I got. And that's, you know, I don't know. Your explanation was way better than mine, but. <laughs> well, it's just my, my explanation was just like basic of, you know, why I enjoyed it. And, you know, pretty much. I mean, look, everyone has their own. I mean, if they even pay attention to one take scenes, which. I'm not gonna say if you're if you're I mean if you're a cinephile you definitely pay attention to it but if you're like a average Joe watching a movie you'd probably be like oh you know that scene was pretty cool you wouldn't even probably notice that it was all in one take 
Oh, no. Because I know I've had, because I know I've seen movies. And then the person that I see with, I tell them, oh, you know, that scene was great, right? They're like, yeah. And I was, I would tell them, they did the whole thing in like one shot. And then they don't even know. And then, you know, if they decide to watch it later on, they can see it and they're like, oh, shit, yeah, this was pretty awesome. Because, you know, everyone always talks about the, um, the scene in Goodfellas with, um, with Michael walking in with Karen through the, you know, through the, uh, through the back entrance, through the kitchen and through the club. Everyone always praises that. Everyone always praises that scene from Goodfellas mm-hmm. because it shows you like mm-hmm. the type of guy Michael is, mm-hmm. you know, slipping, slipping, um, slipping a guy a 20 here, them making him a brand new table in the front of the line where the, yeah. where the, where the performance is and shit. Like it shows you the power that these guys have. That's the one thing everyone always talked about in that scene. In that if restaurant. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and the restaurant too, yeah. The whole no, I was just saying like the power in that restaurant, you know, like the shit they did. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, like I said, that scene is always being praised. You know, like I said, Daredevil, all three seasons had at least one um one one take scene that always landed on episode three or four, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say probably three because I remember in season two it was definitely episode three where that one take was from the from the apartment down the stairway to like uh, where the ele- where the base of the elevator starts. And then what I was amazed to find out the other time, you didn't know about the one takes the one take scene in season three of what Game of Thrones in Daredevil. No, I I mentioned that the fight scene. Oh, you talking about season three? Oh, I was, in season I, I three, season two. No, yeah, we spoke about we spoke about that before, but what I was amazed to find out is that it was either maybe you or Anthony, one of you guys, but you guys didn't know season three had a one take scene that was like twice as long as the first two. Which one was it? Is uh when Matthew uh, when Matt uh, went to prison, he went to the prison thing to find some oh, information on Fizz. that scene. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't. That was right that now. was a one take scene, bro. You know, as I get older and my knowledge of like movies get better, like there's some things I I'm, I really miss. But you know, like I didn't see it as a one take scene at the time. I just saw like, oh, let's try to one up a hallway fight from season two. That's exactly, how I man. saw it. I never saw you, it as a one take. Yeah, you ended up being one of the bitches that I went to the movies with that I had to tell about. That's how you acted like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it when I go to the movies and like I know some like comic shit and I get so excited like oh my god they're gonna do this, you know I can't help myself like I have to mm-hmm. express it. So that's what happened in No Way Um, Far From Home. Yeah, that's, that's part. No, of uh, I think it's no, no Way Home. No Way Home. I was telling my wife like, oh man, they're gonna do this. Oh she, she's like, okay, <laughs> like, I just want to watch the movie. So I had to like. T- yeah. I had to like look at the guy who left me. He was like, "Oh my god, look, they might do this." I'm like, "I know." Like in my mind, like, I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I'm just here to watch a movie." I'm like, no, "You gotta be in it, you know. You gotta be. It's like it's like Infinity War all over again or Endgame. It's like, ah, you know, you gotta feel the movie. yeah, the cold crowd going crazy and shit. Yeah, yeah. So to end it in a random news fashion, I have a question for us. And it's, I'm sure you can, uh, you can go hard on it because it's like, you love Twitter. You like me. You like to troll sometimes, you know? You no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I like to troll like you because I feel like when I say something, it's not meant to troll. Like, it's meant to be like, it is like, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Not in the sense, like, you know, my opinion is infallible or whatever, but like I say, it's, it's not meant to troll. It's just be like, if I'm calling you the F word, I'm calling you just to call you it. 
not to not not to troll you to get you responsible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this is a question: In a world where now so many things can trigger a person, which would be with social media, family, uh, beliefs, tradition. You, Kenny, as any one of those things, can you identify as a trigger? And and an example, like a trigger for me personally. Yeah, not like what you see existentially with other people. Like for me, as a, a physical uh, trigger, um, if someone touches my face, like a slab or something, it automatically I get rage real quick. You know what I mean? It, but would you count that as a trigger though? Well, I, I, I'm trying to say like if someone like psycho- if someone's psychologically. I well, if someone's like physically putting their hands on you, I wouldn't say that's a trigger. I feel like that's like a normal response. It's different because if someone's punching me or trying to like wrestle, wrestle or whatever, I, I'm more calm and collective. You know, okay. but when it comes to that, blind rage activates automatically, and it's like you better move out the way. I mean, unless I lose, but you know, <laughs> like like when people say like whenever they um some shit happens and then they just like see black or whatever. Yeah, that would be me seeing black. Or if somebody tells me, "Yo, chill out." Like if I'm already upset, you tell me chill out. You know, I would get more. Because you make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. When you say if it happened before, I was playing basketball. I'm I'm giving you the broad spectrum because I know we see trigger and we're thinking about social media, and I can get to that. But I want to give a little more personal of triggering. Mm -hmm. Um, I was playing basketball with my family, and um, I think it was a hard foul or some shit. Something was going on, right? And okay. And I'm trying to explain myself, but I'm when I'm playing basketball, I get really invested. I'm really passionate about it. And, you know, I want to win for the competitive nature of it. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me, yo, chillax. I'm like, yo, I'm fine. Can you stop saying that? And they kept saying, yo, chillax, chill, chillax, chill, like, ch- chill out. That my wife already knows at that point that she had to come like, yo, come with me. Talk to me. Like, let's talk. She's like, I know. I know. Don't worry about it. And it calmed right, so, me so, well, so, so quick question before you finish. How are they... When they were constantly telling you to chillax or whatever, they were raising their what was, voice. What, what was the reason for them telling you to relax? It was, I think, it was a a, a hard foul or like, like you know, I went up to the lane. It was a foul or like, oh, you guarded me too hard. It was something of that nature. Like mm, it was something okay, like a one on one. Like oh, you being too aggressive or that person was being too aggressive to me. I can't recall. I just know it's within that nature of a one on one aggression. Maybe okay, it's offensive or defensive. And I'm telling the person, listen, I'm not trying to harm you or, you, or what, something like that. I'm playing basketball. You know, you have a physical... I, I think the, per, the person like six feet tall, and I'm really trying my best to not hurt the person, but I'm also trying to um, establish some footing to get a better position. And they were like, yo, what are you doing? That's wrong. And they were coming at my face. And I'm, like I said, I'm already hyper-aggressive because I'm competing in a, you know, in a competitive nature, not to be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. And you tell me, yo, relax, relax. I'm like, yo, I'm fine. Stop saying oh, that. Okay, so, that, okay, telling, so that's the context. I'm raising okay. my voice, and the person's raising their voice too. And it's like, just because you know you think something you might be taller or whatever, or you may be older, you think you have a certain um, say how, like you know, a right. Yo, relax. I'm like, yo, calm the fuck down. Leave me alone. Let's continue playing. Oh, but you're not understanding. Leave me alone. But they kept saying it, kept aggravating. Mm, gotcha. So I, I blacked out. I was like, yo, get the fuck off. You're like, yo, relax. You know, that my wife had to come. was like, yo, you know, let's relax. We continued to play the game. So it mm-hmm. wasn't a bad ending. But, you know, my wife understands. She came through and she calmed me down. And it was like, yo, what's going on? I was like, I'm fine, but please stop saying that. That triggers me. 
And it's also the same reason, like, if you slap me in the face. Like, like my daughter, she doesn't do it on purpose, obviously, but she likes to hit me in the face because she gets so excited. But with her, I, it, I don't get blacked out. But I, I already see the how I feel before that I could just black out real quick. I'm not saying I would. Cause it's I was going to say, God damn, bro, you're going to no, black no, no. out on your daughter's shit. No, 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 but I'm giving an example of like, you know, obviously with her, I'm like, nah. <laughs> now it's just like, go ahead. You know, like it doesn't bother me, but that happens. And like, don't do that to me. Like, I think that happened at work one time. Somebody was trying to be playful when they called me off guard. I was like, yo, don't fucking touch my face. That even now is like a joke in the store, in a job. Mm. But it's also like, yo, don't fuck with Giovanni's face. He will punch the shit out of you. You know what I mean? Because I just don't like that type of stuff. It's very triggering. You know, even the conversation we're having now, and we have, well, let's say we're trying to uh, have a conversation. You tell me, yo, relax. I will get, the, I will get annoyed. You know, yeah. or if somebody's repeating the same thing and I'm like, bro, I already told you. Like that whole conversation we had before. We, remember we, we, we all spoke to each other and I was like, I already said my piece. Why do I have to repeat myself? That was also triggering as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Because I don't like repeating myself, especially when the consensus is like, you know, why should I repeat myself? Like, you know, if you can't repeat yourself, I can, like, why do I have to? I already express it and in plain text. So, why you asking me to do something when I already, you know, that's mm-hmm. another triggering thing, you know? And another one with family. Like, I'm going now so you can just think. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good, it's and I know good. people can relate with this. That's why I, I want to mention it. And I want to add, like, more uh, depth to my character of my radio personality. It's like, <laughs> when it comes to traditionalism, and I, I don't know how to say it now, but, like, the present and the past, especially with family members, you tell them to do, like, hey, you know, respect my house and whatever, and they don't want to do it, but then... When you were young, you had to respect what your parents was like, bro, like, or even authority figure, so to speak. Like, you're not respecting me. And that triggers because you think that because, oh, I grew up in a time that this is the way it is. Yes, you grew up in a time. We're not in that time anymore. And they would never get it through their thick skulls. And because it's a, you know, a person of family, it hits harder. And I have to, like, I have to calm myself. You know, mm-hmm. and the last one is anything like when, um, like on my wife's side, if they talking negatively, negatively against her, not like negatively, but like trying to say, oh, why don't you do this? Or you're dumb for that. I'm like, yo, you don't talk to her like that. You know, I automatically defend. You can say whatever you want to me, but don't ever disrespect. I don't care what your relationship is with her, no matter how close you are, blood or whatever, you never, you don't disrespect. You know, and that can also get me to a blind rage. Not in a blind rage of being aggressive physically, but I get loud. Yeah. You know? So You're small but loud. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a chihuahua <laughs> yeah. I'm a German chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, you know, gym shits hurt. When they bite you in the leg, you're like, ah, it's true. Yeah. They still do damage. You know, or a cat. Cats are small, but they're mighty. The males mm-hmm. are fucking ridiculous. Listen, big dogs are scared of cats. Yeah, that's weird too. <laughs> the Egyptians were afraid of cats. There you go. Oh, they, oh, if anything, they worshipped the rest of the shit. No? Yes, they did. Yeah. But that's like those are my examples on a more personal level. Yeah. I think for me, it's definitely not. Is anything superficial like basic, like oh, you know, um. 
because I've always been um I've always been the, I've always been the type where it's just like I don't take words personally, no matter what anyone says to me. Mm-hmm. Could be someone that's known me, someone that doesn't know me. I'm just like, all right, that's how you feel. What, what do you want me to tell you? Like, I don't raise my voice like that. I never, I, I never feel the reason need. You know, I never feel there's the re- there's a need. There's a there's a reason, a need for a, re- or a reason. Is what I'm trying to say. To raise your voice to someone, where it's just like, no, you're gonna talk on my double. That's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about what's going on here. You're not gonna yell. You're not gonna. You know. You're not gonna try to talk down on me, because it's just that's that's not how I respond well. But I think for me personally is when I say something, and then someone interprets it completely different, and then they try to make me feel dumb for it. That's what pisses me off, mm-hmm. because it's just like, especially if it's something that I know what I'm talking about. But then either they heard differently or they thought it was like this. And then it starts to get like a joke about it. And it's just like, first of all, the joke wasn't even funny because it makes no sense because that's not that's not exactly what I meant. If you listen to the message that I said, that's exactly what it says what I meant. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. You know, I'm one of those people. But then when it gets taken to a point where it's just like joked about it, and it's just like almost trying to make me feel dumb for it. And it's just like, what the, what, like, what are you doing? Like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Like, this is not what I said. And now you're saying that's what I said and then calling me dumb for it. Like, that doesn't make me do what you do where, like, I see black, but it definitely, blow, you know, it boils my blood. And I'm just like, but it's like, I, I get so annoyed at that. But I really think that's the only thing. And then obviously, like, you, someone tries to hit me is the only time I'll ever get, like, not even mad, but. I'll have to use physical competition and shit. Not a fan of it, but if I got to do it, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's the only thing I can think of. Because like I said, I don't, I don't, I've never been the type that's just like, you know, your mother jokes, like, okay, I don't give a shit. Because everyone always go, automatically goes like, oh, don't talk about my mom. Just like, most people that are talking about your mom don't even know your mom. I mean, don't even know my mom. So it's just yeah. like, all right, say whatever you got to say. I don't give a shit. You want to make fun of up the way I was like brought up or whatever. All right, cool. Like, like I said, the words I never really give a shit, but it's just that what I said, just like twisting my words and then making trying to make me feel dumb for it, and then trying to be like the butt of the joke because it's just like it's, it's dumb. You know, I think that's the only thing that really pisses me off. That's another thing. It doesn't really like um, like blind rage, but the whole boil your blood. I. Um... Like, if you're having a serious tone and you just switch it up, it's like, bro, I'm, you know, it didn't fit. Like you say, like, the joke just didn't work. It wasn't funny. So for me, it's like we're having something serious and then you say a joke and it's like, it doesn't work. You know, like if the joke, you know, ease tension or it's just like it was a nice addition, then fine. But if you're just saying it, like if we're trying to really talk and you want like, you know, like we're talking about some real deep shit, like, you know, shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. And then you come up with a wild ass joke that just fucking derailed the conversation that pisses me off because i enjoy i enjoy thoughtful conversations i enjoy listening to people's like their thoughts and adding on to it like oh what what about this like, i want to yeah, know I, I, you. I know i know i definitely know you do i love that shit man i love to hear people's perspective of stuff you know it there's so many people in the world it's it's you know you walking to work me delivering packages and shit how many people you pass a day and how much, how many stories they can tell, you know, just because, you know, 
we have celebrities and we need to glorify their stories. But like, there's a lot of main story people that them shits are very thoughtful and and can hit your soul and just that's you know like I like to see that, especially the like it's crazy because you know I know I'm going a little too far, but all my friends that I have a real strong deep connection to, even we don't like talk every day, they're all either my age, like a very small percentage, or they're all older than me. I have so many older friends. I just yeah. don't know how that works out. I can never make friends younger than me or, or, or my age. They're always older. And it's like, they're just, oh, what are we doing? Like, let's, you know, let's talk. You know, it's just, just gravity, some weird shit, you know? Yeah. Shit, look at you, Kenny. We first met and we was already, <laughs> we was best friends. <laughs> Nigga, you was already telling me your life story and shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm just there doing what I usually do. You were just telling me now where you couldn't read me, but. You just felt like you just wanted you wanted to kept you kept on talking. I was just there, just like, oh, cool. Well, it's or, energy mm-hmm. wise, it's or just like, mm. I'm like, oh, when I do my answer, my like, mm. mm. <laughs> and then you're just <laughs> you're trying to read it. <laughs> but that's you though. You don't like to speak, but you like to listen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm guessing. I'm sorry, I, I can't assume things. <laughs> no, I believe I've said that here before that I'm more of a listener than I am a speaker. But I remember back in the day in the in the in the stock uh, storage room, stock room. Like I used to talk to you about stuff. And you used to give me some advice about things. You know? Well, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna always be quiet. I'd, I'd be an asshole if I was doing that. I understand that, but for certain people, you you you'll give like you didn't give me stupid advice. You actually like like I said, I I vibe off energy, my gut feeling. Mm-hmm. I never felt unless now I find out you was getting nah. It, it was actually good. But back then, it was good advice, and it helped out for, you know, whatever, you know, back then stuff. Yeah. And shit, we're still friends now. We're doing a podcast together, you know? Shit, you, how many years are you? You don't have to tell you years, but, like, look at that. How many years you are above me? Shit, Anthony, John Terrell. How old are you again? I'm t- well, my actual age or what I'm going to be? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Just tell me your actual age right now. 29. 29, so I'm three ahead of you. So pretty much you're turning 30 this year, so two ahead of you. Yeah, but like I 32. have a lot of other friends that are in their 40s, um, 30, uh, 35, 36, you know, and it's like, holy shit. Like when I talk to them, I forget the, how old they are because I don't know. I, have, I don't know. I don't know. It's just I, I just I enjoy listening to other people's uh, stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I mean, it's like, why it's, I really, it's, it's like you said about like <clears throat> passing someone by and you don't know. Knowing like what they know, like sometimes I feel like that with um certain homeless people that I see. Oh my goodness! Like you kind of want to know how they got to like where they got there. Like where did your life turn, and why did it turn down that way? And you know why did you continue it down? You know, could be could be a number of things. Like you know they didn't get enough assistance, and they just really had no other option than to be where they are now. I think the same with prostitutes. How how'd you get? Well, what, what kind of prostitute though? Um, like, are we talking like OnlyFans chicks? Or no, just no, like, no, no, no. That's a choice. The, the OnlyFans is a choice. You see, like in Harlem or something. I'm talking about back in the day in Hutch Point. Uh, you know the ones that you work in the strip club, but there was all oh, those at night yeah. at the uh, after not after after night. I was gonna say, I feel like it's kind of self-explanatory. Money, no? Yeah, but it's like, but it's the same thing with homeless. Like, oh, what happened? Oh, I didn't have enough money. Now I'm homeless. I mean, that's one reason. A lot of things could be the family just kicked them out, drugs and. You know, just bad life choices, just the bad luck of the draw. 
Mm-hmm. But I also think, you know, because it's a female th- sort of thing. Like, you're, you're, you're giving up your body. You're giving up your energy all the time to get something out of it. It's like, fuck, why are you at this level? Like, why we have... Why that is even an option? I'm, I'm not saying, like, oh, you can choose something else. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it's so fucked up that that's the only option they think about. And the way the world is, is like, you know, let me do this now. At least in a way, like we mentioned before, we're OnlyFans. You know, if you do that, at least you have so much more control. You know, like, let's, you know, if you want to have sex, you want to have sex. But if you're going to record and people are paying for it, at least you have the control. Shit, if you want to be a prostitute and having sex on OnlyFans, but hey, that OnlyFans money's all yours. In, in a weird way, like, you have the control. Yeah. You know, it's very, very out there. But nowadays, I feel it's more of a trap for certain things. But the possibility of just being your own boss, not prostitution part, but just the, the, <laughs> the, the, imaginative, the, the imaginary part of it yeah. is endless. Like now, I don't think there can be an excuse of I can't do something. I mean, there is, you can use that excuse, yes, but I don't think you can use it forever. There's a, you, you can always just stand up and be like, let me do something. Even if it's something small, one thing a day, but... I mean, it's like people say, it's just like, you know, you can't say you don't have work if you have a phone. They, they say, you know, if you have a phone, you can work. There's so many different ways of, you know, earning an income. I don't know these ways. Yeah, me either. You know, like, that, way? could, that, could, that could turn it around in like a few days, whatever, from homelessness to that. But if it's out there, it's out there. You know, people want to find it, they'll find it. Yeah. I wanted to add to my story of the triggers part that I was, because mm-hmm. I felt I thought about it afterwards. Like, you know, as I got older, mm-hmm. um, I say less, I listen more. And I, I'm very, uh, I choose my words when I'm, you know, actually trying to get out the conversation. But I choose my words cleverly to get out or to say what they use against them. And it's like, okay, well, you got your point. I, I'm out of here. You know, like, I just, yeah, I don't like to sit there and, and, and conversate, you know. I just say, oh, what do you think? And I just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's for family members, too, like. Shit, my dad, my dad's not like the hugest uh, example, but my dad would be saying some shit because he's the biggest one about traditionalists. And now he's a little bit progressive in his learning path, but he's still very traditionalist. And I tell him, you know, I like to use the argument that he uses me and I change the variables to fit his time style, his timeline, like in mm-hmm. his life. And I said, what would you do? And he's like, oh, well, you're right. And then I just walk I walk away, but metaphorically the conversation's over, I walk away. Yeah. You know, so yeah, because it's like, you know, time is everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Shit, that was good. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. This was Random Noobs. Please like, you know, subscribe. <laughs> uh share us with your friends and family that you thought well, might enjoy this episode or enjoy us. And fuck, if you don't, just follow us yourself. Just make sure you are there every Friday, 9 o'clock, to listen to our latest episodes and whatever random ones ones we drop during the week. And to stay up to date, randomnoobs.com.